Hey folks, welcome to the Natural Medic Adventures. I'm your host, Craig, the Natural Medic. On this channel, or podcast, if you're listening on the podcast, I try to give you uh, budget-conscious decision-making uh, based on my own experiences, my own opinions for gear and places to go and things like that. Today is no different. What we're going to talk about today is different stoves or stove setups, for lack of a better term, that you can use for backpacking. You guys are going backpacking? Now we're not going to hold these stoves necessarily just to backpacking, but that's going to be our primary focus. A lightweight stove, semi-compact, <laughs> that we can use to take on our overnight backpacking trip. Always make sure when you are using stoves, you're using them in proper situations. Don't cook them, don't do them inside of your tent because the tent is flammable and it can catch on fire. And in an enclosed area such as a, a, a dwelling, a house, etc., you can get carbon monoxide poisoning if you're cooking inside with one of these stoves. So please use caution and be careful. Thanks. Now you might uh, recognize some of the ones that are out here already. Look familiar? <laughs> this one I've already reviewed on the channel. Can be had for pretty cheap cost. We're not going to light him up right now. But it also is heavy and kind of bulky. But it's a Coleman, and Coleman makes really good products, as we'll see here in a little bit. Hint, hint. I'll link to that in the description below. You can check that out further if you want to. Let's focus on the jet boil. I bought this jet boil for myself in April of 2011, if I memory serves me correctly. That's been a minute. But I bought it for myself as a birthday present, because when I saw it, I was like, this is cool. This is a neat, pretty much self-contained, all-in-one system for utilizing on your backpacking trip. Now let's talk about the pros for it. Like I said, it's self-contained so everything is pretty much there. It even has a slot there on the outside uh, sleeve to slide your spoon in, whether you have a titanium spoon or a plastic spoon. There is no spoon. On the inside you have a lid of course. You can hold a lot of things. Here's the stove itself. Two little peggers and get those out for the coffee part. Here is the stand for the fuel canister. Here is the French press part of the stove. I gotta get a new one of these because last time I was using it, forget which trip I was, it split right here at the handle. When I try to pull that up, when I'm trying to do French press coffee, it doesn't necessarily work to grab hold of that hot metal rather than the, uh, the cool plastic. I'm gonna have to probably get that either fixed or replaced or something. Might be able to rig it, but I haven't quite tried that yet. Of course your fuel canister fits in the bottom. You have a little uh, cup style deal here. This one needs to be washed out. <laughs> Sorry it's dirty. Need to clean that out before our next trip. But uh, the nice thing about it is this just uses the little slots here. Lock phases on target. It does have an igniter on there. It sometimes works, it sometimes doesn't. It is, like I said, over a decade old. I know there are other models of jet boils that are out there that have a smaller pot. This pot actually can hold two cups, which is enough for most backpacking meals. Perfect. Somebody was doing their thinking when they were making this thing. You can't probably see the flame there, but there it is. We can put some water in here. And we're going to see how fast it takes to boil. That's another pro of this thing, why it's called the jet boil. We've got it right to the fill line. This is filtered water from my last trip to Arkansas. 
from the Washita Mountains. So it's good and fresh water. Right, we'll take this off. But right now we don't need that. But this just goes on. It has little slots built into the heat shield. This conducts heat very well, which is why, in my opinion, it's probably one of the best all-in-one systems you can have out there. On the side there, you can see it does have an indicator of how it's boiling the water. Pretty cool. Through the magic of video, we're going to see how fast that boiled. And I'll put the time on there as to how long it took. Hey, if you're getting value from this video, make sure you give me the thumbs up and let me know that you like it. Feel free to leave a comment at any time about what stove you use or a question for the community or myself. Be glad to uh, see that down below. Thanks. Okay, and we're back. I'll go ahead and shut this thing off. So we don't use any unnecessary fuel. But you can see here the window tells you when it's ready. And it didn't take very long. I didn't do the elapsed time, but in the editing process, I will throw it on the screen right now. All right, so jet boil boils water extremely fast. But is it only good just for boiling water? No, not really. It does have the sleeve on here. It is still going to be hot. But you have a little strap here. So you can take that off and you can pour it you know, wherever you need it. Uh, into your food bag if you're going to cook separately from this. You can cook other things in this, but it's mostly designed for boiling water. Which is not necessarily, I would say, a flaw. But it is uh, something to keep in mind about it. You can't put bigger pots on the top as this fits right on here. This is still hot, so I'm not going to do that right now. You can put pots or skillets or whatever on top of the dip wall and just use it like that. Okay, okay. Um, cons. So what about the cons of the jet boil? The jet boil is, no matter what configuration you get, whether you get the uh, flash, which is the old original style, or you get the new one, I think it's called the stash. Five letter words with all their different <laughs> stove names. But the flash is going to run you as of when I'm recording this about a hundred dollars I think that's pretty much what it was I want to say it was 99.95 when I bought it from REI back in 2011 that's something to think about as far as cost is concerned now if you want ease of use in a bigger pot you can get this Coleman Peak 1 here and it works for bigger pots. It is a little heavier, weighs in just under seven ounces, but it does fall down pretty compact. It is pretty easy to use, and it's worth checking out. Check this out. My current configuration that I'm using is inside of this little dry bag, just a five liter dry bag. It doesn't take up the whole space here. You've probably seen this on the other videos on the channel. Coleman Performance Blended Fuel here, which is a bigger canister, obviously, than this one. It's about twice the size. I have my trusty cup here from Sea to Summit. I was using one from Walmart, and it works. It's like $1.50 at Walmart. It's a silicone cup. It doesn't have the hard rim on top, though, so it kind of got floppy. If I switch to this, it's a little bit more. But I think it's worth it because it just works better in my opinion. The other thing in here 
is my Stanley, not related to hockey, but Stanley the company. Okay, you've probably seen this one on another video. If you haven't, I'll link in the description below, just as I will link the uh, review of that picker stove. Inside of my Stanley cup, <laughs> I have a different stove now and a kitchen towel wrapped up. And here is a handy dandy thing I found. I think you can get it on Amazon. I'll link it in the description below if you're interested to spice up those. Some of those meals that you get out there are not really the greatest in flavor. I have this from uh, GSI. It's called the Spice Missile. So it's got six chambers in there that help you add some spice, you know, to your life or in this case to your food. There goes my one chance to spice up my life. The stove that I'm going to bring out is the BRS 3000. A lot of people have talked about the stove. A lot of people like it because it's very compact. It's very lightweight. It's made of titanium. It is a Chinese-made stove. There's a bunch of different ones out there. The BRS 3000 is not the only one on the market. We're now going to fire this bad boy up. Fire it up there, fucker. See how it does. Make this a fair test. And just to see what we can see here. One thing you will notice about the BRS 3000, it does have a very narrow stand there. So if you want to use bigger pans, you may want to get something different, like the Peak One, about the same amount of water in the other one, 16 ounces, two cups. So we're going to cover this bad boy up. You can use a regular Bic lighter, but I like this one with a little chimney because it helps me not singe the hair on my uh, fingers or my hand. <laughs> so we just crank it open. There you go. We're at about boiling here. Got to see steam coming out the top. There you go. Let's go ahead and shut this bad boy off. Okay, the BRS 3000. Great little stove. Very lightweight because it's made of titanium. Weighs less than two ounces. It's like a quarter of the weight. Maybe even less than that. Yeah. About a quarter of the weight of this one. What's the disadvantages of it? As I already said, it's not super wide. How wide? So if you want to use anything besides a small cup on it, or something maybe slightly a little bit bigger, it's gonna be probably difficult to do that. I'm not gonna say it's impossible. Read the pros first. What advantages does it have though? Let's say over the jet boil, for example, or over the peak one. One thing is it's cheap, it's lightweight, and it fits inside of this cup. One of the things to think about though, it's not particularly fuel efficient because it takes longer, of course, to boil. It's a different style system, so that's not really necessarily a completely fair comparison to compare this to the jet boil. Not fair. Not fair. It does take longer to boil because of the design of the stove itself. It doesn't regulate its use of fuel as much, so you're going to use probably more fuel with this, but it's lighter, it's smaller, more compact. You don't have to drop a Benjamin to get a full setup. The BRS, I've been carrying that on my last several trips because it's just so compact. You don't have to use these big uh, Coleman canisters, but it doesn't hurt. They are a little heavier and bulkier, but the, the advantage is they have more fuel. So I can carry more fuel, obviously in the bigger container, than I would right here. Talking about canister stoves though, what are the shortcomings of canister stoves in general? I've never experienced this myself because I live in Texas and most of the places that I backpack super cold freezing. If, I'm, if I make some trips here in the future to uh, let's say Colorado, New Mexico, Rocky Mountains, or maybe up in the Midwest in the, in the fall or winter time, there might be an issue. These canisters when they get below freezing, 
I haven't had an issue with them right around freezing. But when they get significantly below freezing, there is an issue with them working well or working properly due to the nature of the fuel that's sealed inside the canister. It's freezing! So, what's another option that you could do? I'm glad that you asked. Set this guy down. We'll bring a relic out from the past. This guy right here was my first backpacking stove back in the mid-90s. Early 90s? I actually bought this also from REI. I've been an REI member for a long time. I think they're a great company. I know some of their stuff is expensive or is more expensive. I went on a backpacking trip with my college roommate. Went out to Pertinale's Falls. I remember doing that with Richie. Hey, Richie, if you're watching this, man, what's up, dude? Anyway, but this is a little bit different. I haven't been able to find this one on Amazon. It probably is not made in wide, widespread abundance that way, like it probably used to be. There were not canister stoves available, that, at least that I know of, like the Jetboil or the uh, BRS 3000, etc., that screwed onto those little canisters in the 90s. Maybe they were, but I don't remember them, if they were. But this one actually is a, is a liquid fuel stove. And now for something completely different. People are like, oh no, that's not something I want to do. But really, it's not that bad. It actually works quite well. And so, the thing to think about is, is the advantage of having a liquid fuel stove. The one advantage of it is, it pretty much is going to work in all temperatures. Doesn't matter if it's cold, doesn't matter if it's hot, or anything in between. This sucker will work. This one actually is by Coleman. It's called the Feather 442 Dual Fuel. So it runs on white gas, which is what a lot of the Coleman, you know, lanterns and stoves in the, of, the, of, of your Coleman's been around for a long. It does run on that, but it also runs on gasoline. It's got gasoline in it right now. Sometimes <laughs> that that can be an issue. What we're going to do, I've already pumped it up. So you just basically open this up and pump it 25 times to pressurize the fuel inside so it will light. There we go. Now with any liquid fuel stoves, such as white gas or gasoline, Whenever you light them, this is normal. It takes a little bit for them to pressurize themselves and get that nice blue flame. It won't always be burning this nice black flame, but you can adjust it by this red-handled uh, lever here. It's pretty good. Now, the only thing I'd worry about with this particular one is, of course, right now, as we know, not to get into politics or anything, but gas prices are extremely high. And I'm Assuming that's going to apply to white gas, if, it's, if it hasn't already. I haven't bought any white gas in a while, so I'm not sure how that plays into the equation. As you can see here, you got a nice flame. It's starting to stabilize itself. And get that nice blue flame at the bottom. I don't know if you can see that very well. But this stove is a trooper. I don't know what the weight is. The jet boil itself, like I showed you, Weighs in at about one pound, six ounces. My configuration with the BRS in here weighs it just a little bit more than that, but I have a cup and a large fuel canister and a kitchen towel and a spice missile, <laughs> so on and so forth. We've got a nice flame going. We can probably adjust that down. But in the days of yore, <laughs> in the backpacking world. This was the stove that I carried out on my trips. 
As you can see, it's still working, still works great. It has a nice wide base. You can use a variety of different things that would fit this guy on there, no problem. And anything bigger, small skillet or a bigger pot, easily fit on top of that. You know, disadvantages, of course, takes a little while for it to stabilize itself. It's heavier. I haven't seen a comparable one on Amazon, but there is, I believe it's maybe a copy, possibly a Chinese copy that I did notice, and I'll link that in the description below. If you enjoyed this video, please give me a thumbs up. Leave me a comment or a question about stoves, what kind of stove setup you use. I'd love to see that. Or if you have something you want to share with the group, that'd be great as well. Subscribe to the channel so you can get more videos like this. Hit that bell button so you'll know when I upload another video. See you out there on the trail.